All right, fuck it, let's get it. Yes, sir. What's popping with y'all, man? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Until Further Noise podcast. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. OG Hatch, man. You know what the fuck it is, man. What's up with y'all, man? How y'all doing out there, man? Hope y'all out there looking good, feeling good, staying safe. It's a lot of shit going out there right now in these streets, man. It's election time. Um, I'm recording this the day after election day. We still don't know who the fuck the president is. We ain't gonna know who the fuck the president is. Probably for another couple days, man. I say probably to like Friday, to be honest with you. Um, it's a lot of shit going on, man. Hope y'all still looking good, feeling good. Like I said, man, I want to say shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in, joining the conversation, man. I really do appreciate that shit. Let's keep this shit going, man. Let's keep building this motherfucking empire brick by brick. Um, it's a lot of shit I want to get into this episode, man. Um, uh, you know, I want to start the podcast off, man, with, with a difficult decision that men face on a daily basis, man. And uh, and that's that's simply just deciding between a bad bitch and a boss bitch. <laughs> Honestly, man, because those are two totally different categories of women. They both come with they both come with their own insecurities and you know, for a man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Usually when you got a bad bitch, you, you always hear that story. Niggas always say they want a bad bitch till they get a bad bitch. They don't know how to keep yeah, that's one thing. That's another thing. That's, that's like that's like top golf. That ain't shit for real. That ain't the real walking the eighteen holes. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That ain't that ain't shit compared to the shit you deal with when you fucking with a boss bitch. And the reason why I say it is because you know, usually, man, to be honest with you, you come across a bad bitch. She ain't really got shit. She ain't really accomplished her dreams for real. She ain't really accomplished her goals. You know what I'm saying? She she ain't she in the right route. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To becoming a boss bitch. And usually when it comes to that, when it comes to man, you know, a lot of times niggas can deal with niggas can't deal with, you know what I'm saying, they woman having a lot of attention. You know what I mean? A lot, like I said, a lot of niggas get them a bad bitch. They don't know how to deal with all that extra attention that and nigga, you know your bitch bad, then nigga, hey, it's the reason why you like her. You know what I'm saying? Her ass fat, you know it's gonna be niggas looking at her ass all day. If you if she bad as a motherfucker, you know it's gonna be niggas in their DMs all the time. That's just how the game go. And a lot of niggas can't deal with that. That's that's their insecurity. They can't deal with that part. But when you deal when you come to a boss bitch, that's totally different. Because even when you're dealing with a bad bitch, like I said, she may not have you know accomplished her goals yet. She may not have done shit in life yet. And that's perfectly fine. She's in route. She still look good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when when that's taking place, a nigga can easily step in. And fill that void. A nigga can easily step in and be the financial support. A lot of niggas, look, man, niggas been growing up their whole life watching Superman and Batman and all these motherfuckers just saving people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Niggas gotta fill a void. That's just how it go. I don't care what I don't care what niggas be talking about. I nigga, we gotta fill some type of void in, the, in a woman's life to feel like we should be there. If we ain't feel like we feeling a void in some type of way. It ain't always gotta be financial. But most of the times it is when a nigga feel like his woman is just financially uh, dependent on him, he kind of feel like he can do what the fuck he want. You know what I'm saying? I ain't spilling the beans, but that's just how shit go. We know how the shit go in the real world. But when you're dealing with a boss, bitch, you can't pull that shit. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> it's a little bit different. When you're dealing with a boss, bitch, a bad bitch who didn't actually accomplish her dreams, you know what I'm saying? You can... It's hard to feel, feel like you need it in that situation for, for some for most niggas. The only reason why I bring this up is because I was having a conversation with uh, a friend of mine, and she kind of similar going through a, you know the situation. I ain't gonna say no names, of course, but I was trying to tell her, like you not you not in a normal situation. 
you know already, you know, so you 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 accomplishing your dreams and shit. So niggas coming towards you, it's hard. <laughs> that nigga gotta feel like he got he, he gotta feel like he needed in that situation. He can't feel like all right, I'm just it's it's a convenient, it's a inconvenience that I'm here. Niggas don't niggas niggas wanna be needed, you know what I'm saying? So on a day-to-day basis, niggas is faced with that difficult decision on choosing between women. Am I gonna fuck with this bad bitch? Or am I gonna fuck with this boss bitch? It always come back to back back to being a nigga, a nigga being self-aware. You know what I'm saying? Trust me, I, plenty of times I've chose the bad bitch over the boss bitch simply because I knew I just wasn't ready at that time. Like, oh, no, it's, I, I, I ain't fucking with it. Now, let me go on and take, let me go on and take little Darquisha. <laughs> let me go on and take little Darquisha, little fat, fat booty ass. Let me go on and take her for a few weeks and go have a little fun. But the boss bitch, you always got to come correct. And when either you going to play her or she going to play you. And most of the time, when you fucking with the boss bitch, that shit, that shit, that's the ones that hurt your feelings. <laughs> Cause it's like, damn, this bitch got a car, she got a house, she got this, she got a business, she got paper, she got this, she bought me this, she bought me that. You know when you fucking with a boss bitch. That's that's the thing. That's the thing. Niggas know when they fucking with a boss bitch, and you fucking with a bad bitch. It, it's two totally different things. Yeah, that boss bitch may be bad. But you got to come at her a certain way because, nigga, she's accomplished. <laughs> she's doing certain things. Nigga, she's bringing home the bacon. When you're dealing with that bad bitch, it's easy to be like, it's easy to, you know what I'm saying, get your, get your way with shit. Even when you're dealing with a boss bitch in certain situations, you got to be a certain type of nigga. But when you got those type of insecurities, it don't work like that. When you got insecurities dealing with a boss bitch, you got insecurities not being the one um, bringing home the bacon all the time. You got insecurities with... Not being the, the top dog with in the financial game, if you're not bringing home the most money, if you ain't the motherfucker that that's that's known out in the public, you know what I'm saying? That's the boss bitch. If you ain't comfortable with those things, then you you can't fuck with no boss bitch. Every time you gonna feel like a square ass nigga, cause eventually she gonna tell you you a square ass nigga, <laughs> cause you can't handle her being in, in, in charge, her being in the in the prime position, her being the number one option. It's cool being Derek Fisher sometimes, but nigga, he still got five. <laughs> he still got five. <laughs> what I'm saying, but when you deal with a bad bitch, sometimes it's easier to just deal with that because you can just cover a lot of her shit up with, you know, and being for, for other things, filling her other voids in life. A lot of motherfuckers got daddy issues. You can feel that void too. You know what I'm saying? But it's easy. It's two different ball games when you're dealing with a bad bitch and a, and, and, uh, and a boss bitch. One of them is getting averaging 30 at the, for the Knicks. The other one's averaging 30 for the Lakers. The Knicks is the bad bitch. Yeah, she bad. But ain't she, she ain't got shit going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She ain't really got shit going. You know what I mean? So really, if I come there and I average 30 and I, and I help her win a few games, I'm feeling that void in her life. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm averaging 30 for the Lakers and we win the chip, they ain't really need me. You know what I'm saying? They got 17 chips. They used to winning. They, they, she was gonna win eventually. <laughs> it's, it's literally just like that. A bad, a bad bitch and a boss bitch is the equivalent of the fucking Knicks and the Lakers. You, you just gotta choose. They both come with their different problems. Motherfuckers ain't built for that. That being in, in, in Showtime in L.A. having that pressure on them. It's the same thing when you choosing to fuck with a boss bitch. Sometimes you gotta take that backseat role, my nigga. And if you're dealing with a boss bitch in 2020, she getting that paper. <laughs> she getting that paper. That's just how it go. It's it's much more easier for a woman to get hella fucking money now. I just seen a uh uh an article about Ari Fletcher. 
Ari Fletcher, just off club appearances alone last year, made uh, $10 million. $10 million like the last two years off club appearances, my nigga. When motherfucking me walkthroughs been dead for like five years now, <laughs> she just made 10. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's easier for a boss bitch to get a bag now. But a lot of niggas can't deal with that. You know what I'm saying? So it's that difficult decision that niggas is faced with. And honestly, I don't think we get enough credit for that shit. <laughs> I don't think we get enough motherfucking me credit. Uh, but moving on, man, I do want to get into the audacity of uh, one of these Louisville officers, man. The audacity of um, an officer that was involved in the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor. Um, once, it, First of all, let me say rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Um, we're still down there fighting for your justice. Um, yeah, I know your, your, uh, your family got the civil suit of the $12 million, but that's not enough. Uh, we're not in it for the money in the first fucking place. Uh, we, somehow, some way, we still need justice for this case. It needs to get reopened somehow, some way. Uh, but back to what I was saying, an officer involved in the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor has filed a civil suit against the 26-year-old's boyfriend for emotional distress, assault, and battery on the night she was killed. Uh, the lawsuit claims that Louisville Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly experienced severe trauma, mental anguish, and emotional distress because of Kenneth Walker's actions. You got to make that shit make sense, dog. Man, it just comes down to the point. You got to make this shit make sense, my nigga. You got to read the room, big dog. Like, the only reason why I'm, I'm, I'm taking this approach, because it's like, fam, are you serious? This is one of those things where you got to laugh and keep from crying. Like, you motherfuckers killed, you, y'all killed this young woman. And, and in the midst of that, her boyfriend fighting for, for fighting to save both of their lives, fighting for their defense. You talking about you, the motherfucker, serving emotional trauma? Anguish? Mental anguish? Nigga, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just come down. Nigga, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about, my nigga? Like, look, look at the set of balls on this nigga. God damn. I mean, pause, but Je Jesus Christ. The King Kong balls on this nigga. The simple fact you can walk in a motherfucker's apartment and kill them? And after that time about you suing because you suffer from emotional trauma? What the fuck you think her that her boyfriend is going through? How you know he ain't somewhere for, thinking like, damn, why couldn't I do more? Even though he, he did his, as best as he can. That's just, that's just the ego of a man. That's just the ego of a fucking man. You don't know what type of emotional shit that nigga going through. And you, you don't know what the fuck Kenneth Walker going through, my nigga. Are you talking about you going through shit? You the nigga going through shit? What's his nigga name? Jonathan Mattingly? You got to read the room, dog. I'm talking about the set of balls on this nigga, cuz. I'm talking about nigga. I ain't gonna lie. When I'm driving, when I'm driving, you know when you're driving, you know what I'm saying, and you fuck up, you almost hit somebody, or you almost, or you almost run the red light, or you cut somebody off, you know when you fuck up. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm a type of nigga. I can't be mad at myself. So when I know I fuck up, I ain't trying to meet the motherfucker. I just fucked over. I just cut off. And when I run and I see a red light, we come up to a red light, I do not look over. <laughs> I become pussy. <laughs> I become a big ass pussy. <laughs> I keep my eyes straight. I start turning my music up, all types of shit. When I know I'm the person that fucked up, I ain't making eye contact. I'm a human being. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But not this nigga fucking Jonathan uh, Mattingly. The set of balls on this nigga? This nigga killing you and talking about suing you. They, they suing the survivors. You suing the survivors? 
of a fucking ambush? You got to make this shit make sense, dog. Niggas don't read the room, bro. Like, it's, just, it's crazy that it's the set of balls on niggas, bro. Like, that shit is nuts. That shit is nuts. Like I said, bro, on past episodes, I ain't going to flat out call this man a racist. I don't know too much of his jacket, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to his, his police history to say all that shit. But I said on past episodes, bro, don't nobody ride harder than fucking racist white people. And this nigga, man, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. What type of, any, any, I would think that any fucking human being with a heart, if you find yourself just doing good police work that day, you know what I'm saying, find yourself in a fucked up situation, you know what I'm saying, to where your partner's just fucked up, you know what I'm saying, you was just that one cop that was just in a fucked up situation, and you probably is going through some emotional shit, you know what I'm saying, well, this is all, this is all hypothetical. This is a cop. You just you you going through some shit. You at the bar every day now. Your your family going through some shit. But I would still think the nigga with you have a heart not to sue the survivor. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I, hey yo, man. Hey man. Y'all nigga. Hey hey. <laughs> this hey the set of balls, dog. I this is, reading this shit is when I officially thought to myself, oh, has you pussy? <laughs> hash you puss either hash you a pussy or use a fucking good man <laughs> it's one it's one or the other i can't be both <laughs> i can't be a pussy ass good man because i can't do no shit like that i couldn't do no shit like that but i couldn't fathom doing no shit like that it, it, it's crazy dog it, it truly is crazy man uh moving on man i want to discuss some more sad news you know, some news I thought I would never fucking be discussing. You know, I want to talk about the death of an underrated date, man. The movie is no more movie dates, my nigga. The movie dates is over. I, I think it, I think for a long time, a lot of motherfuckers was shitting on movie dates. Like movie dates was the shit. Like if you was fucking with a little chick and you really wasn't trying to get to know her. <laughs> you know, so you really wasn't trying to hear what the fuck she was talking about. You just trying to, you know, spend some time with her a little bit. You know, so then get a little nightcap. The movies. <laughs> that was the perfect date every fucking time. It was the cheapest date every time. You can never say no to a fine piece of cinema. If the movie whack, you gotta, you know, you gotta spice it up with some jokes on the way home, my nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do your thing. That's when you start shooting from three like stuff. But if the movie good, you end there. It don't matter horror, comedy, sci-fi. <laughs> it don't matter. You end there. It don't fucking matter. A good movie always win. A good movie and snacks always win. Always. And I think for the last, you know what I'm saying, 10, 15 years, a lot of motherfuckers been shitting on movie dates. A lot of motherfuckers been shitting on movie dates, my nigga. And the only reason why I bring this up is because I'm a movie motherfucker. Like I said, I got a movie of the week segment every fucking week. That's all I do is fuck with movies. That's all I do. You know what I'm saying? But AMC reports that over a 90, 90% drop in revenue as theaters remain unpopular during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, it's fucking crazy, bro. And it's crazy because I live right in the middle of like three or four fucking um, different movie theaters. And it, the motherfuckers is not popping. Them. The motherfuckers used to be popping. I live in Tempe. Um, Tempe is the college city over here, right by ASU. Um, motherfuckers used to always be at the movies, man. It's like motherfuckers is not fucking with the movies no more. 
I tried to take my mama to go see Tenet. She was not fucking with it. <laughs> she was not fucking with it. And tell you the truth, I ain't been fucking. I still ain't been to the motherfucking movies. Um, just to think that there might be no more movies. I know a lot of these um, big ass movies been pushing their um, blockbuster dates out. Um, I'm not blockbuster dates, but just their dates out, uh, like the Batman and other big ass movies. You know what I'm saying? They tried to uh, put the Tenet out to see if motherfuckers gonna come out and go to the theaters, but. They say Tenet did bad at the motherfucking uh, box office. So it's really fucking crazy right now. I, I thought I'd never see the day. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do now. You know what I'm saying? If, if theaters do go out, I just don't know what the fuck they're going to do. If they're going to they gonna release everything to digital, um, I don't know how you would, I don't know how you would fucking, um, you know, read, get that payout back because that's, you going through a third party source then. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really don't know what the fuck. Well, I guess you was always going through a third party source with the fucking theater, the revenue. Um, but I don't, I just don't know. If they release everything, if they start doing everything to digital, I just don't know. I think it was probably inevitable. This is probably just speeding up the process. You know what I'm saying? I think in 10, 20 years, it probably was never going to be movie theaters for real. It was probably going to have to do some digital shit. You know what I'm saying? That you do with a motherfucking VR headset or some shit like that in the future. But they probably just got their shit sped up on their ass that 90 over 90% drop in revenue, my nigga. That's nigga, you down there going, you out of business down there. What we doing? For real, think about it. if you was any fucking boss, if you was running any company, and you just lost 90 over 90% of your revenue. Come on, man. What the fuck we doing here? Close shop. <laughs> well, fuck that. <laughs> you you, you should have been closed shop, tell you the truth. <laughs> It should have been closed shop, but I don't know what the fuck AMC gonna do, man. Like I said, they, they not the only movie theaters out there, but they got Harkins and shit like that. But to lose over ninety percent in revenue, my nigga, during the COVID nineteen pandemic, and to and there's no clear timetable when this shit gonna be over. They hoping for uh within the next eighteen months. I don't know how much longer, you know, what I'm saying, company can can continue to go in the negative. If you already over ninety percent. My nigga, 18 months? What, you, what we looking at? <laughs> what we really talking about? You know what I'm saying? How big is your, how much your company really going to be worth at that point? So I just think that's something interesting to keep on. I think a lot of motherfuckers been sleeping on, on movie dates. Yeah, I've been talking shit about movie dates, trying to get them the fuck out of here. And I think you motherfuckers going to regret it. <laughs> I think a lot of people going to regret this shit, man. Real, You never know what you're missing until that shit gone. Movie dates was like white tees. You could never go wrong with a fucking movie date. Uh, I do want to move on, man. You know, I want to move. I want to. Talk, I want to talk about when you make the unfortunate decision, and when you fuck the wrong person out the click, man. <laughs> I gotta talk about it, man. I, I got to. I gotta talk about when you fuck the wrong person in the click, dog. That shit be tough. <laughs> that shit be tough, dog. When you when you when you think you got it, when you think you didn't bagged it, and they go vice versa. I I, I didn't heard home. I got I got home where they say the same shit. They had to fuck the wrong homeboy out the crew. And I always thinking like, damn, I know she fucked my homeboy. Who the fuck she talking about? <laughs> like, who are you saying you should have fucked? <laughs> but it's like, in my personal experience, that shit be tough. When you think you got, right, when you fucking with a little chick, you like, right, I got it. All right, she good. And she invite her friends over or something. And her friend come through looking bad as shit. Making her look like shit. <laughs> like, that shit be tough. I speak from personal experience, man. I was fucking with this chick, man. And don't get me wrong. She's a very attractive young woman. You know what I mean? You know, she's very attractive. Only thing she was a little... 
She she wasn't really my type. She she's a little too skinny. You know what I mean? But I said, fuck it. You know what I mean? Fuck it. I cried two tears in the bucket. Fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um I was fucking with her, you know what I'm saying? I went over to her place and all that shit. A whole family was there. A whole family was there. Shit was kind of crazy, to be honest with you. Just got off work, went to her crib, whole family was there. And then a sister walked in. Now the, the crazy part about this shit, they was they was damn near like twins. But it was like the sister was like like five minutes earlier. So like in that five minutes, like the older sister got like all the ass, all the titties, like all the swag. Like she got all the, the, the good shit. <laughs> like she just got all the good shit. Like it was crazy. But like I was like, what the fuck? Like, why the fuck didn't I see you? But it was kind of crazy. Like I said, the, the one I was fucking with was still legit. Like she was still, you know what I'm saying? I was I was happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when the big sister walked in, it was like, oh, I didn't. I, oh, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why do you have the same face, but more ta- but, all, but tattoos, but ass, but titties, but personality, but swag? Like, what the fuck? Why are you funny? <laughs> Why your sister gonna be funny? Why your sister just gotta look good? What the fuck? So it was like, damn, like I fucked the wrong way. I I, I felt bad. I couldn't even talk to her little sister no more because at that point in time, I wanted to fuck with the big sister. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what what do you expect me to do? What, what, what do you expect? I think motherfuckers be knowing when you when you bring motherfuckers around, you know. You know you bringing a motherfucker around that steals the room. You know that. You got to know that. Especially women. Women got to know that. It's women that compliment women, other women. Just off the shrimp. Like, yo, that bitch bad. Or oh, that bitch got fat ass. Yo, that bitch got her shit together. That bitch keep a bag. Like, I heard this shit on a daily basis. So, when you fucking with a nigga, you got to know. <laughs> you got to know when you fucking with a nigga and you bringing around your best friend who just, oh, oh my God, is the shit. You got to know. You got to know unless that nigga is legit about you or, or hey, and, hey, he might shoot his shot. He might do that and vice versa. Nigga, if you know your homeboy is a, is a, is a sniper, niggas know when they snipers and niggas know when they homeboys are snipers. We all, we know, we know how the game go. Niggas know when they homeboys are snipers. We know the game. We all got homeboys that just knock that. We that just it's just knocking it. Just you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just knocking it. You know what I mean? Niggas know what niggas are snipers. D straight DC shit. You know what I'm saying? Niggas know. So if you know your homeboy a sniper, and you just met you just met little little, little shorty, little baby, you just met little baby. Don't be don't bring her around sniper. Don't bring her around. Don't bring her around partner. <laughs> gonna knock that bitch head off her shoulders. It, it works both ways. It's a two-way street. Niggas, my motherfuckers know what I'm talking about out there. So it's like, damn, when, when you when you that motherfucker who's the sniper, or when you that when you that chick who's the bad bitch, you know what I'm saying? And you walk in the room, you know when you get that energy from that motherfucker, like, oh shit, no, they 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 feeling me now. So it's always fucked up when you in a position you know, oh, I just fucked the wrong one, or I've been fucking with the wrong one. I should have met her. Why couldn't it, why couldn't I just meet her? <laughs> it, it's fucked up. It happens all the time. That's why you always get into the situation where motherfuckers is fucking uh, uh friends and shit like that. That's how that shit really happened. 
That's that's really what be happening. Motherfuckers will meet a motherfucker and then meet their homegirl or meet their homeboy and be like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> like, damn, homie. Back then, you was the man, homie. <laughs> you know, that's just how that shit go, bro. Like, that's just how it be. Uh, you know, moving on, man. Well, I'm on a topic. I want, you know, it's not too, too far off. I want to talk about, you know, the difference between sending a dick pic and a, and, and a nut video. I got to be honest with you, man. I thought I thought the dick pic was just, I thought that was the level, with, the highest level it go. I thought that was the new for niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just thought that was the new for niggas. I thought, hey, fuck it, I got this dick pic. I took this dick pic like two, three years ago, my nigga. It's the same dick. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same dick. <laughs> what the, I ain't finna keep taking different angles with this, man. It's the same dick. So I was, you know, you know, you're dealing with a freak when she asks for the nut video over the dick pic. I ain't gonna fake it. The nut video, that's that's a total different level of freaky shit. If she act, look, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, my nigga. It look, my niggas, my niggas, my niggas. Listen to me carefully. If she asks you for the nut video, keep her. <laughs> you're having fun that night, my friend. It's going down for real, my friend. <laughs> Whatever the fuck for rider said. It's going down. That's just how that shit go. If she asks you for a nut video, she's going crazy. Her head game's off the chain. The pussy super well. She got wop. <laughs> That's the shit called it. She got wop. If she asked you for a, for the nut video. The funny thing about the nut video, bro, I was an amateur to this shit. Motherfuckers ain't just been asking me for a nut video. You ain't running across an everyday bitch who asked you for a nut video. That ain't how it go. I, I'm sorry, ladies. So when you just ask a nigga for a nut video... We sit, we, we fall back a little bit like, oh, shit, nigga. We head up the home bus like, nigga, I'm in there. <laughs> but it's like, the nut video, I ain't going to fake it, bro. I ain't going to lie. I said, you know, you, you send a little nut video off. Now, when she tell you a different angle to do that motherfucker again, that's when you run into a few problems. Look, bitch. <laughs> I'm sitting over terrorizing my motherfucking self, trying to send this bitch another motherfucker. Me never. They want the shit right in the camera. Look, bitch, my screen is cracked. All right? I ain't got. To, that's not. A, I ain't gonna clean that right. I can't clean that proper. <laughs> my screen is cracked. I ain't, I ain't nothing in my screen. <laughs> We're just like you dealing with a different type of bitch. It's levels to this shit. Like I said, that's like that's like that's like that's like T Mac the nut the dick pic. Pause. It's like T Mac to bitches. The nut video like the Kobe. It's there's levels to this shit. It's like I, when you look. I'm just saying when you know you fucking want a bitch ask you for a nut video, my nigga. Go to the house that night. <laughs> Send that shit. <laughs> it's going down. I said I always thought the dick pic was the nude for niggas, bro. I said I had that motherfucker in the stash. That motherfucker was like a, a, a monopoly, get out of jail, free call. That motherfucker just in the stash. She, she asked him, I just go like a fishing rod, go get that motherfucker. Like, all right, hold on, give me a second. <laughs> let me let me let me swipe up my motherfucking pictures for it real quick. The dig, the, 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 the nut video is a total different ball game, my nigga. I ain't gonna fake it. You feel like a total different nigga when a bitch asks you for a nut video. You feel like a total different nigga. Total different nigga, man. I ain't gonna fucking fake it, man. Ah. <laughs> uh, Moving on, man. Let's talk about AB, man. Let's talk about Adrian Broner, man. You know, man, this is this is really a clear case of just stunning on the ground. 
acting like you got it when you really ain't got it. Um, Adrian Broner was forced to pay more than $800,000 to a sexual assault victim who sued him back in 2018. Um, according to TMZ, the victim claims that the boxer forced his tongue in her mouth in the Cleveland nightclub. It didn't stop until a friend of AB's pulled him off her. Um, AB did plead guilty uh, to the offense earlier in the year, um, and now he got to pay with the older young lady. Um, I really don't want to get too much into the, you know what I'm saying, the case. Like I said, it's, it is a case of he say, she say. Uh, in this case, that it is um, proven that, you know, what she said went down. He pled guilty to the shit. You know, he's a nasty ass, and he got paid a nasty nigga price, more than 800K. Um, but it really is like, you're a mad nigga. You just want to ask him, why do you do things that you do? <laughs> That's Adrian Broner, man. Um, you know, it, it, it really just... Why I want I want to ask niggas like why do y'all why why do motherfuckers just stun on the gram and do the things they do live try like they living a the life they not because I was talking to a motherfucker the other day man we was really getting to the root of how depressing social media really is um, and I was telling them when you get on social media all you saying is the best moments of somebody's life you can get on the motherfucking it can, you can be in Seattle <laughs> man you in Seattle it's a rainy ass day and you get on Instagram and all you see is motherfuckers in in, in Hawaii. Motherfuckers in Cabo, motherfuckers living their best life, just posting vacation pictures. But they posting this shit every day, so you just think they just turned the fuck up. That's where all social media is. Social media is just a, a, a gallery of all the best moments of a motherfucker's life. And motherfuckers can make it something that's their everyday life and that they live in a total different fucking life. And that's what's going on with Adrian Broner. Life comes at you fast. AB was the shit. Everything that Javante Davis is right now. That's what motherfuckers were saying about Adrian Broner. Back in 2013. That's seven years ago, my nigga. He in the motherfucking courtroom. The judge asked you, nigga, wh- wh- where's all the money you post on Instagram? Where's all your money, Adrian? <laughs> he telling her he, he borrowing money from his friends and shit. He, got, he naming the motherfuckers he borrowing money from. It's like, damn. But if you look at niggas' Instagram, you living lavish. Now, I ain't saying niggas should just have 800K, you know what I'm saying, just, just having it because I ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, damn, bro. I also ain't the nigga on Instagram and social media just acting like I'm I'm about it. I just seen AB on Vlad betting $100 on quarter flips. <laughs> nigga, you betting $100 on quarter flips? Stop it. You knew you were going to have to pay this young lady over $800,000. Now they got you in jail until you, until you can pay. And you got a fight coming up in January? Come on, my nigga. Come on, my nigga. I swear, I just be wanting to ask niggas, why do you do the things that you do? You shouldn't be living this lifestyle. <laughs> you should not be in court right now having to pay a motherfucker $800,000. And if you is in this situation, you should have the money to take care of it. You were getting paid millions per fight. It's just, I, 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 <laughs> I don't get niggas sometimes, man. And really, I just hope he get his shit together. Like, I don't know how many times. Um, I can't even count how many times Adrian Broner has been in the news for some crazy shit. I, I, I just can't even count how many times I've, I've heard about Adrian Broner and it's been some negative shit. I can't remember the last positive thing I've heard. I've seen tied to Adrian Broner's name. I can't. Like, I, when the last time he won his belt? How long ago was that? I, that has to be the last time you seen some positive shit tied to Adrian Broner's name. And that shit had to be years ago. 
How many new fighters we didn't talk about since Adrian Broner came out? Think about that shit. You even got the Lomachenkos, the fucking Bud Crawfords, the Earl Spence Juniors, Javante Davis, the Tio Fimo Lopez. What's the little nigga? Uh, what's the little nigga? That, the little young boy. Uh, I don't even know the little young boy name, but he a little he a little savage. It's, it's, it's hella, and, and plus more, Deontay Wilder came after Adrian Brown. Like, there's been so many niggas that didn't came. The little tw- the twins, like, there's so many niggas that didn't came after Adrian Brown. That's like getting all the shine and all the money that he was supposed to be getting. Life just really comes down to fucked up decisions, bro, when you really think about the shit. Like, like I just said, everything Javante Davis is getting right now, that was, that was A.B., in 2013, but it's like Javante Davis had his run-ins with trouble too. You know what I'm saying? He had his shit going on with his baby mama like a year or two ago. Like he made the news too, but he also made the right move too. The nigga did sign with the money team. The Adrian Broner did not. He didn't sign with the with the money team. He, you can always point back to decisions in life, bro. And you know what I'm saying? I ain't saying that was the end-all be-all for a nigga, but it's kind of hard to say you 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 got to the positions where you can be next to a nigga that's the the pinnacle of that sport, and you decide not to rock with him, and that nigga kept on doing this thing, kept on signing three hundred million dollars, fighting Conor, fighting Pacquiao, you know what I'm saying, fighting three niggas for three hundred million dollars after that, and you going down downhill. Sometimes it always comes down to decisions, bro. <laughs> for real shit, it really just come down to motherfucking decisions, man. Um, moving on, man, I do want to uh, move on to a new segment I want to introduce to the podcast. You know, I want to introduce a new segment called the Doofus of the Week. Hey, buddy, you need a ride? I was just on my way to the big Doofus convention. <laughs> this week's Doofus of the Week goes out to Holden Matthews. Um, Holden Matthews is a young white man who has been jailed for 25 years, 25 motherfucking years for burning down three historic black churches in the state of Louisiana last year. Um, Holden Matthews is a heavy metal musician who was 23 years old. Um, He's also ordered to pay $2.7 million in restitution. Um, He said he had burnt the church. This is why this nigga get doofus of the motherfucking week. He said he burned down these churches to boost his reputation with his favorite music scene. What the fuck music scene are you? What? what? Huh? <laughs> Why have been just putting out good music? What the fuck? <laughs> this nigga said, nah, you know where to get them? You know where to promote the album? Let's burn down three sto- Let's burn down three black churches, yo. What nigga, what? Are you stupid? You know what? No, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I'm stupid for asking you, are you stupid? <laughs> this nigga's a fucking doofus. This nigga getting 25 years and he got paid $2.7 million. I can tell you right now, I've never heard of this nigga. I doubt he got the 2.7 mil. I doubt we ever going to see them get that 2.7 mil. But I know we is going to see. I know we is going to see. <laughs> I know we is going to see. <laughs> Holding fucking Matthews ass in jail, in prison for 25 years. Doofus of the fucking week. I am, it, it is my honor. It is my honor. My duty <laughs> on the Until Further Noise podcast, man, to give the first doofus of the motherfucking week to Holden motherfucking Matthews. 
holding finna hold 25 long ones <laughs> fuck that burn you burned down three black churches for no fucking reason to 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 sell to, to make sure you got some album sales what <laughs> what <laughs> where's little John? what <laughs> this nigga's a fucking doofus man get this nigga the fuck out of here bro niggas is real life fucking stupid man real life fucking stupid man that show man that show ain't make no sense you can't, I don't, I don't even know, we, we can't expect nothing different from a nigga named Holden. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. But nigga name is Holden. Come, what, what can we expect from this nigga? That's a nigga you don't even go around on Halloween. You scared of that nigga on Halloween. That's a nigga that be fucking around with the little kids, giving them Snickers and Almond Joys and shit he already licked on. That's the weird ass nigga. This, you look at this nigga picture, this nigga looks weird as fuck. He look like a heavy metal musician. 20 fucking 20 and he heavy metal. Nigga, if you don't start singing, <laughs> that's how you're going to get some album sales, nigga. Making some 808s and start humming over that shit. Nigga went and burned down three churches. Nigga finna hold 25 fucking years, you stupid ass nigga. Doofus of the fucking week. Shout out to Holden fucking Matthews. <laughs> uh, moving on, man. Let's get to sports, man. You know, while I'm sitting there calling Holden stupid, I ain't gonna lie, I felt a little bit stupid when I came across the article about the... Uh, the escrow um, in the NBA uh, for next season. Uh, I'm be honest with you guys. I I don't make enough money to talk about escrow accounts, bro. I'm be honest with you. That's that. That's that Fortune 500 company type shit. I, I don't know shit about escrow accounts. I had to look the shit up. I'm be honest with y'all. <laughs> you know, so I know I just graduated. You know, what I'm saying from college and all that. Look, when we start talking about escrow, I was talking about the Lakers. <laughs> I was focused on some other shit, <laughs> but um. When you really get into how the escrow would affect the NBA players next year, man, that shit look kind of crazy. Uh, for prime example, you got Stephen Curry, who's looking to get $43 million next season. Um, obviously, with COVID, um, you know, with, 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 the, uh, with the no fans and, you know, the season might be shortened and things of that nature, you know, the salary cap going to change. You know what I'm saying? That's going to that's gonna change a lot of things for a lot of teams next year. And probably going forward for at least the next three years, I think it'll have a huge impact probably for at least the next three years. Um, the most, you know, the NBA always do a good job of cleaning shit up. But for the next three years, we'll probably see the impacts of COVID um, severely. Um, but this escrow shit, like I said, you got Stephen Curry, um, who's looking to get 43 fucking million. Uh, 10% escrow is 4.3 million. He will be losing four point three million with just ten percent escrow. Now, if they do some dramatic shit to get over forty percent escrow, like I said, mentioning no fans, a shortened season, you know, what I'm saying they on that TV deal, nigga. TV, them TV comes gonna want some of that money back. Um, now, if you go to a forty percent escrow, that's a seventeen point two million dollar hit, bro. That's a lot of fucking money. That, like I said, he was getting forty three million with a forty percent escrow. Steph Curry new salary will be only be $25.8 million. You're not fucking mad a nigga would be if I was due to have $43 million and you telling me I'm only gonna get 25.8. But I said the good thing with the escrow accounts, like I said, the escrow account is the amount of money that's withheld from the players in case the league does not meet the revenue projections. Um, usually, usually they get that money back, but it's unlikely that will happen this season. You know what I'm saying? It's unlikely they're gonna get that shit back this season. Like I said, this some this some this some new shit. This corona shit, this COVID shit. Motherfuckers ain't never been through no shit like this. 
So it's going to be a lot of L's taken with this shit. Like I said, these next couple years, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be the severe impact of that shit. The one thing about this COVID shit, it, it made that nigga Bradley Bill look smart as a motherfucker, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. Because Bradley Bill just signed a motherfucking me extension with Washington. And motherfuckers was turning his ass up. I don't know the exact numbers on it. I think it is like a one, one plus one. But motherfuckers was trying to get Bradley Bill up out of that. He was going to be like the hottest thing at the trade deadline. But he signed that fucking deal. Now, motherfuckers didn't know COVID was coming. But now that COVID then came, shit. He didn't already, he didn't already sign his money. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, <laughs> sometimes shit just work out sometimes, man. It's all about timing when, when, in certain things, man. Like I say, on his case, it may be good. Like I said, escrow probably hit him, but it ain't going to hit him as severely as it's going to hit fucking uh, Steph Curry. Like, I'm looking down at this list. They got Spencer Dinwiddie on this chart as well. Uh, he's somebody that's making $11.4 million next year um, with a 40% escrow. He's looking at only making $6.8 million. That's right above the motherfucking me. Uh, what's that? Vet minimum? That's right above vet minimum. Vet minimum five. Shit, they got uh, what's the Clayton Edwards for Boston? I forget it's for Carson Edwards. I'm sorry, Carson Edwards for Boston Celtics. It's uh, he on this rookie deal getting 1.5 million. He's gonna be the first time in there. can say he's a fucking millionaire. And this nigga, he had a 40% escrow. He's gonna only get 900k. So it's gonna, hey, like I told y'all, man, over 80% of, of these of the, uh, of the NBA players. Or living check to check. Imagine a forty percent escrow. Imagine that shit. <laughs> Niggas living check to check. Nigga, come on. We in the everyday life, everyday world. Them niggas finna be bagging groceries. <laughs> like I said, I, I remember it was motherfuckers. Like I said, NFL players during the off season. You know what I'm saying? Working at working, just working odd job, just working regular jobs and shit during the uh, off season. Cause niggas, if you ain't a nigga getting that big pay. Shit, nigga, you you really an everyday nigga during the off season. You got you got bills don't stop. Fuck that, bills ain't gonna stop because this escrow shit. Like I said, hopefully they get that money back, but like I said, they say it's gonna be unlikely that that shit gonna happen this season, man. I do say we gotta keep our eyes on that. It's gonna have a good um, impact on you know salary cap. Uh, like I said, if you got a star that's looking to leave, that's gonna be looking to leave or looking for a big payday, more than likely they may sign a one and one or a two and one. Uh, to try to you know finagle their way, get themselves some some wiggle room out at the end of this shit. Um, but like I said it's gonna have a huge impact. I think small markets may be in luck with that shit. I think Milwaukee may luck up and you know saying keep Giannis over that shit for real. Um, due to the salary cap, teams may not be able to pay them what they could, even though Milwaukee will still have the most they can give them. But if the price steady getting lower and lower for the other teams, Milwaukee got a way better chance of convincing a nigga to stay. Or at least just like I said, sign a one and one or two and one. Like, I expect AD to sign and other players like that. Um, <clears throat> moving on, let's stick with sports a little bit. I want to say congratulations to Sue Bird. Um, her and Megan Rapino or Rapono um, got engaged. So I want to say shout out to Sue Bird, uh, one of the greatest WNBA players of all time. Sue Bird been that shit for a long time, bro. Like, Sue Bird, Sue Bird been dropping bitches off for a long time, dog. Over here in the WNBA, and when she went overseas and got busy, so Sue Bird been killing shit for a long time. If I'm not mistaken, I think Sue Bird was just won a ring as well. Um, so we'll say congratulations, Sue Bird, once again um, on getting engaged to her and Megan Rapono. Uh, moving on, uh, movie of the week. Let's get into movie of the week, man. Uh, it's called In the Tall Grass. It's on Netflix, I believe. Um, it's a pretty good movie. 
Um, it's a nice little movie just throw on if you ain't got shit else to do. You know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing. Ain't nothing to call motherfuckers over on, but it's a Netflix original. It's a cool little movie, nice little horror little movie for you. Uh, moving on to my favorite segment of the podcast, um, Love Thy Hero. I'm actually very happy to bring this one up. You know, it's, it's got a little something to do with the anime world. Um, this week's Love Thy Hero goes out to Arthel uh, Isom. Um, hopefully I'm pronouncing that name right. Um, he is the CEO and art director of the art shot job. Uh, <laughs> Hey, I tried, man. <laughs> I tried, man. <laughs> the art shut down. <laughs> uh, Japan's first first black owned anime studio um, is one of these. He is one of these people. Um, his work has been featured in music videos as well for The Weeknd, Jay Z, Pharrell, and many others. Um, like I said shout out to Arthel Isom. Like I said, just like I said, I'm not big in the anime world. Like I said, I've had many opinions on anime. Um, I stopped watching shit like Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid. Uh, but I do know the anime world is that shit is growing right now. Like so I feel like in the last couple of years, uh, anime is really like just took the fuck over. Like I feel like a lot of motherfuckers is becoming more popular for motherfuckers be saying they watch anime and they do anime. Like you got Megan Thee Stallion promoting that shit. Like so there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you do, that's what you do. Um, I'm not big into it. Like I said, I stopped watching shit a long time ago, but I can't miss the opportunity to give love and, and give flowers to uh, a fellow African-American, um, a, a black man, a black woman, a black king, a black queen. I, ca- I can't miss these opportunities. You know what I'm saying? For him to be the Japan's first, first, that's Japan's first black-owned anime studio. Anime is going crazy. If, if you know, you know. If you don't know, I'm pretty sure you got an idea. Anime is, is pretty much the shit. Um, and for that to be Japan's first black um, anime studio. I can't do nothing but give love and praise to my nigga Arthel Isom. Like I said, hopefully I'm pronouncing that name right. I don't know, nigga. I tried. Like I said, he's a CEO and art director of the art. Shut y'all. <laughs> Just shut y'all. <laughs> hopefully I'm pronouncing that shit right, man. I ain't trying to sound ignorant or anything. Hopefully I'm not offended anybody, but I do want to send my praises to you, boy. That's big shit. That's major. Um, like I said, he's done other things such as his art has been featured in the weekends videos, Jay-Z's videos, Pharrell's videos. He's doing big things, man. So I'm happy to, to come on my platform and, and, and give you flowers, my nigga. So shout out to you once again. Uh, moving on to the positive segment of the week. Um, this goes out to Mike Tomlin. You know, like I said, on past episodes, I haven't been keeping up with football as much. But when I came across this article, I had to make sure I brought it up on the podcast. Uh, Mike Tomlin has one. His 140th regular season game, uh, which broke the tie with uh, Tony Dungy uh, for the most wins by a black head coach in the NFL history. Um, shout out to Mike Tomlin for that. Mike Tomlin is a head coach. And to me, always been one of the best head coaches in the NFL. But for some reason, he was always on the hot seat. Um, and every other year, it, it sounds like Mike Tomlin finna get fired from Pittsburgh. Um, I do know that Pittsburgh still is one of those franchises. They only have like five or six head coaches in team history. They don't really get rid of their their um, coaches like that. So that's one thing he got going for him. He had a lot of success with Pittsburgh. Like I say, he just won his 140 the regular season game. It's all been with Pittsburgh. Um, so I just want to say shout out to Mike Tomlin for continuing to break down barriers, uh, for breaking Tony Dungy's record. Shout out to fucking Tony Dungy, another black icon in the sport of football. Um, in sports period, let's, let's just say that from a player as well as a coach. Um, it's just it's just phenomenal to see Mike Tomlin 
knowing that he got all these doubters year in and year out, continuing to do his thing, continuing to strive for greatness. Uh, so I want to say shout out to Mike Tomlin um, and give him this positive segment of the week. Um, also, man, before I wrap it up, man, I want to say shout out to everybody that's supporting the podcast on all platforms, man, real shit. I want to say shout out to everybody that's making donations as well to the podcast. Like I said earlier, man, let's keep building this this empire brick by brick. Um, shout out to everybody that's making those donos, man, real shit. Um, that link is in the, in the description down along with the cash app. All that's in the bio if you guys want to continue uh, to help support the podcast, man. Like I said, I greatly appreciate that shit, man. We think we going to the tippity, man. This podcast going to the top. I'm, I, I'm, this is a, I'm on the grind to a hundred episodes, bro. I'm not stopping. I'm giving I'm a hundred straight episodes, almost two years straight. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna make it. It's my duty, bro. A hundred straight. We on we on episode sixteen, I believe. Sixteen to a hundred. We getting this shit, man. So I want to say shout out to everybody, man. That's tapping in. That's joining the conversation. That's making donations. That's supporting the podcast, man. Like I said, that link. Is in the bio along with the Cash App. If you want to do Cash App instead, I greatly appreciate everything you guys are doing. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review, man. Let's let's keep this shit going, man. Um, to wrap it up, you already know we we give it up over here, man. I want to say always make sure you keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, don't let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So I love these ways, man. Stay safe, stay sharp, stay sane. I holler at y'all next episode, man. Peace.